I'm Hilary Gagnon. I'm Rachel Thatcher. We're here to elevate the voices of inspiring women and celebrate their successes. The goal here is to empower listeners and most importantly, lift each other up. So we're getting real, covering everything from the risks and the challenges to the glow ups and the triumphs. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Fempire. All right, we're rolling. All right. Yay. Today's a good one. I say that every time, but. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's ever been an instance where we haven't felt like that, but we, yeah, we're so excited for this. I think especially because this one fell in a really awkward time. We were supposed to record um, with this person the Monday after everything happened mm-hmm. and we had to cancel because obviously the world was shutting down um, and we were super bummed to do that because we were really looking forward to recording with her. So, yeah. yeah so <laughs> drum roll <laughs> today on the pod, we have Jen Shore of Shore Creative. Yay. So excited. So yeah, Jen is joining us for awesome conversation and we just both really feel passionately about just what she does, who she is. She's done a lot of work locally um, that a lot of people will recognize if they Mm -hmm. go over to her social accounts. Um, But also just like her process and how she got to where she is fascinated me. Um, I think too, she's just so enthralled and passionate about what she does that it was just natural, a natural progression for her to start short creative. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love this one. I loved talking to her. Same. Yeah. No, she, um, she had a lot of great nuggets of wisdom. I thought when I was listening back to it, I was, it was so easy to pull like the pull quotes and everything. I was yes. like, wow, that's a good one, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was interesting hearing about just like her experiences, what life looked like before Shore Creative came to be. Um, it was interesting that one of her very first clients was Nitro Bar which um, we had one of the co-founders, Audrey, on episode five. So listen to that one if you guys haven't already um, when you're done here. Um, And yeah, we talked about like what that organic growth looks like, her process with all of her clients, like you said, um, and uh, taking the time to celebrate small successes. Yes, for sure. Uh, One of my favorite parts of the episode is when we struggled to find a word. I won't blow it now, Um, but the three of us were really reaching and we ultimately came up with it. So the listeners um, are going to be like shouting it. (laughs) I know, I know. And like hearing it back and thinking it back, it's like it was on the tip of all of our tongues. Um, But it is something that is like such a Mm -hmm. important piece of business for small business owners. So I think her wisdom on this particular, you know, topic that we've struggled to come up with a name (laughs) will be insightful um, for everyone, anyone that has like a side gig or a business of their own. And then, yeah, we also talked about our love of neutrals, um, (laughs) which we all share, Mm -hmm. share that same love. um, But you can check out Jen's aesthetic and it's very clear she likes you know mm-hmm. beigey colors um uh-huh. so we're really all on board for that it's definitely for our sure. aesthetic as well so yeah yeah uh, 
<clears throat> so yeah, she'll talk about more of it in the episode. I guess I'll leave it for that, her designs. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing I just wanted to make note of too is in the episode we talk about a new candle that she was creating. And at the mm -hmm. time she was like, it's coming out next week. But we recorded this a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah. that candle is now out. It's called Conference Call. Yes. And we are the proud owners of yes. Conference Call candles and very mm -hmm. obsessed with them. So um, she's got amazing scents and like the most awesome creative names on the candle. So there's, I think, a few different kinds on her website. So go check out the scents. Um, they have the thick wick, which I'm obsessed with. It's like that thicker wick <laughs> candle. Um, yes. And they're soy, virgin coconut soy wax, which just makes me feel healthy. Like, yeah, that sounds that. good. <laughs> so you could probably eat it. And clean. Yeah, you could probably don't. don't Maybe don't that. that. <laughs> Actually, catch that from but, the Yeah. So she has those on her website. Also, mm -hmm. I, um, for Christmas, asked for one of her Rhode Island sweatshirts. She has like these really cool Rhode Island sweatshirts if you're local. Mm -hmm. um, those are on her website as well. I just am obsessed with like Rhode Island sweatshirts. If anyone knows me, I don't know why I live here. It's like all the merch thing, right? Yeah. yeah, give me all the merch. Um, but this one's really cool. It's just like the script. Um, I love it. And she also does pet portraits, which I'm pining after to get one done of Henry. Um, but they're really cool. So those are some things she's doing on her yeah. website. So you can check those out. Yeah. Um, Everything's linked in the show notes. So, yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Raise mm -hmm. 10 steps ahead of us there. So that's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. We kind of did it in reverse today, but yeah. I want to do a quick little Whatever. We'll, on life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do our, well, um, women in the news segment. We, I feel like we've yes. skipped it a couple of times now, you know, it, we can't be held accountable for anything we're saying during quarantine. Oh, literally. <laughs> Just kidding, but, um, <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found a really cute feel good story. Um, uh, yeah. Um, it's this CNN article about this 10 year old girl in Danbury, Connecticut. She sent, uh, 1500 art kits to kids in foster care and homeless shelters during COVID. Um, her name is Chelsea Fair. So shout out to Chelsea. What a cool girl. That um, is awesome. I love that story. That is so super cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll share that in the Facebook group. So yeah, I'm sure it out people there. love that one. Very cool. Um, yeah. And I don't have any like mm -hmm. prominent, I haven't been watching or consuming mm -hmm. news, which I should probably start doing a little more. Um, but I did hear on one of mm -hmm. a po the podcasts I listen to regularly um, about some drama with another podcast. So I'm sure, you know, people have are well informed with that. And I don't really want to get into it because mm -hmm. it's not really our platform or clientele, not clientele, that's the wrong word, listener base. Um, yeah. But it was interesting listening to other female podcasters speak about these podcasters. And I'm speaking about the Caller Daddy Barstool mm -hmm. podcast. And there was a lot of drama over that. But basically the premise in the podcast I listened to, they were really speaking to as women or just anyone in general, we should really be supporting each other in this field, especially because we want to, you know, increase the number of women podcasters and support other people. And they talked about how the most successful women they know share all of their success and tips mm -hmm. with them because 
they're not insecure about their success. They know that they're successful and they want to help others get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of seems like a lot of our, you know, generation or listener base were like really not our listener base, but theirs, I would say, we're attacking this podcast and one or the other Mm -hmm. girl um, on social media and being like very rude and and very aggressive. And it's just not, we shouldn't be doing that Mm -hmm. about anything. Um, And I I thought that was a good thing to be spoken about on such a platform. They have a very big Mm -hmm. platform, but you know, it doesn't matter the situation, everyone, there's two sides to it. And if you're not dealing with it personally, you really don't have a stake in that. Mm -hmm. And to try to tear someone apart because of something they've said is it or done is just um kind of crazy so i'm i'm all on par with the you know respectful social behaviors Mm -hmm. social media behaviors and i think that's something we should all be aware of um Mm -hmm. i think a lot of are real yeah trolls and even just like people i think people forget that, you know, if somebody has a lot of followers or if they're a celebrity or something Mm -hmm. like that, they somehow forget that there's like an actual person back there. You know, it's like, it's like, so they're so detached from it that Mm -hmm. it becomes not real. And so there's like, you wouldn't say that to somebody in person, (laughs) you wouldn't say it to somebody's face. That's just all right. And Um, I think this is just like one example of so many things that happen on a daily basis that, mm -hmm maybe we need to be more aware of because if you were on the other end of that, like in, Mm -hmm. in those shoes, but you're not because Mm -hmm. you don't have a platform like that and don't know how to feel like these people Mm -hmm. that are commenting don't know what it's like to be in that situation. So yeah. And even if they did not their place to comment or attack anyone. Um, exactly. And there's like a, a uh, respectful way to have discourse, I think, too. Yes. And oh, yeah. that's not it. And it usually doesn't take yeah. place in the comments section. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> commenting on Instagram probably mm-hmm. isn't the appropriate uh, means for mm-hmm. that conversation. But yeah. yeah, just something I thought that was interesting. I kind of went down that rabbit hole this morning as I was listening to the podcast because I was like, ooh, this is interesting because yeah. it's like in our, um, the realm of what we do. Right. And so I was fascinated um, by I that. Think- and I just... Yeah. Similar messaging. Like I totally feel that way. There's room for everybody Um, because you bring your own sort of thing and personality, all of that to the table. Um, So you're not going to be the same as somebody else. I mean, unless you were truly directly copying or plagiarizing somebody, but that's a whole different, you know, um, uh, story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So spread the success. Everybody can spread it. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. And like, like we've said from the beginning, build each other up. And I think like also, oh, I wanted to shout out um, my friend started a podcast. Um, oh. One of my near dear friends. It's not a female only. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking it up now. So I have the correct name. But oh. I was talking to him. He had reached out with some questions about podcasting. And mm-hmm. like that, I'm like super passionate about that. And I know you feel the same way because we've talked about that. And it's like, I just don't get why, unless like these girls were saying, unless you were insecure about your success or you didn't, you feel like some sort of way about it, why you would not help someone else from achieving their goals and their dreams. So anyone that has questions about podcasting, come to us and we will, we got you. 
And the podcast name is called Lucky to Lead and it's by my friend Ronnie Ben Cosme. But um, he's an incredible leader and it's all about leadership and he's highlighting all different sorts of people. So, so check cool. it out. Yeah. If you yeah. Got, I'm super cool for them. Yeah. Yeah, cool. for sure. I can't wait to check it out. I know. So nice. That's what I've got today. That's yeah. That's that on that. That's that on that. <laughs> All I got. Well, you. we're so excited, Jen. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for your time yes, and your energy, you. um, and just sharing your your light with us. We can't wait to meet you in person. Mm-hmm. We've said that to you a million times, and I think mm-hmm. she probably thinks I'm like a crazy lady now. By how many times <laughs> I've said I'm obsessed with her, but I just think she's so cool. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, for like sure. we say that again about a lot of our, all of our guests. They're but, all so cool. Um, We're so lucky. They are so cool. We are so lucky. So lucky to have had Jen on the podcast. Let mm-hmm. us know what you think. Yes. Um, it's a really, really good one. So yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye. Yeah, I'll just start us off. We're so excited. We're virtual podcasting again um, with Jen Shore of Shore Creative. So, so excited to have you, Jen. It's been a long time coming, um, trying to get you on the pod. And we were actually going to record the week that quarantine kind of hit. um, Yeah. It was scheduled. It was like, right. I think it was like the Monday after the Friday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're right. I totally forgot that. I was so bummed because Mm -hmm. I just, I've been like big fan of your work and just your whole aesthetic and have heard such great Thank things you. about you. Um, and I was so bummed because I was so excited to meet you. And so now I'm glad we can at least do it virtually, but we still owe you dinner and like a true vampire <laughs> yes. experience. So yes, we'll, we'll I, do I do all. not turn down free food. Um, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was super, super bummed that <laughs> yeah. you guys were pushing cause, but I'm so glad that, that we're able to do this. It's like been a welcome distraction from work for sure. Good. Yay. I know. It's a good, good thing to kick off, you know, our weekend with here. But um, why don't you just start with kind of telling us about yourself and who you are, what you do, ETC. Yeah. So um, I guess in a general sense, I'm a graphic designer. (laughs) Um, But I started a design office in Newport about two years ago. Um, And we, we mostly focus on um, branding and visual identity design for businesses. Um, I also do some illustration, um, and we do also offer like web design on Squarespace um, for those clients that have been branding with us. And it was <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. um, something I've certainly always wanted to do, but kind of stumbled into it. Um, and yeah, so we've just been kind of like up and running for two years, and. Um, happy to say we have an office on Thames Street in downtown Newport, which has been really exciting. So I feel like a, so cool. a real adult, like a big girl. <laughs> you're so. Yeah, really cool. you're a real deal. <laughs> <laughs> and like for people that don't know Newport, Thames Street's like a big deal. Like that's a yeah. popular yes, street. Yes, so. I feel like yes. um, it's, 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 I'm definitely like pretty proud of the address. I know it sounds really yeah. silly. No, um, you should be. <laughs> but we also, um, were in Innovate Newport, which is like a collaborative kind of like innovate space. Um, 
on Broadway, which was really helpful for us. And it was like the perfect stepping stone. Um, just kind of felt like we outgrew the space. Um, when we moved over to doing more like print deliverables, I was like taking over way too much space in the room. It just like obviously wasn't fair <laughs> to other people. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked to be on Thames Street. And my dad was a business owner here and he started on Thames Street. So it was like this really oh, kind of like so sentimental cool. moment for me when I moved in. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I oh yeah, you're that. a native Newporter, which yeah. that's circle. got street cred in Newport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. nice. To, um, Newport's like such a great place to come back to. And I feel like that is kind of a common thread between like all women business owners here now. I think they wanted to get out and explore something outside of the smallest state in the U.S. and like went to these major cities and really worked and and put in some effort and grit and grind and then kind of like realized how special Newport is and then came Mm -hmm. back and they were like, all right, let's see what I can set up here. So I think it's, it's, it's a nice, it's nice to be able to start a business in your hometown and and feel like you're able to kind of contribute to that vibe and economy. Absolutely. And bring back like your experience in other places and everything too. So that's really cool. So um, that said, what did life look like for you before you started Shore Creative? Um, It it was, it didn't start with graphic design in some ways. Um, I actually went to college to get my bachelor's and master's in architecture. And then um, in grad school, I got put up for an internship um, working for Richard Worman, who is an architect and a graphic designer in his own right, um, but is probably more commonly known for having started TED Talks or TED oh. Conference. Um, Casual. And so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually ended up working with him in his office for about seven years. Um, and that was just such a treat for me because he really was the one that kind of like yanked me out of what I thought was this like beautiful romantic world of being an architect and plopped me down into the world of like, um, I don't know, just like exploratory thinking and graphic design and problem solving and we really worked on a ton of different projects there. We were like working on um, publishing books and cartography projects, but um, because of his background in architecture, I actually ended up working with like a lot of the architects that I was studying in architecture school, which was like something oh, cool. I wouldn't trade yeah, for the world. Surreal. Yeah. Um, and nothing, none of it was based in architecture. That was all like design focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up moving down to Miami because he moved his office down there. And we were working on this um, 700 page book that it was just um, him and I working on it. And uh, again, a very treasured experience was like a lot of arguments over like what size a letter should be and (laughs) stuff like that. Um, And then I just really, I didn't feel connected to Miami. Like I loved the weather and like the ambiance and the food. Um, but I just couldn't see myself like really setting up roots there and establishing kind of like my own business or future. And so I decided to come back to Rhode Island and initially the plan was to work remotely. And we like quickly realized that was not going to work out. He, um, actually he turned 85 this year. We're still very good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's, it's like really difficult for him to do like the FaceTime uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, 
so we amicably went separate ways and I kind of was left with a dis- this like decision to make um, if I, you know, like kind of poke around in like New York or Boston or Providence and, and find a design job at a firm, which obviously offered things like structure and 401k, like all the stuff that I was like used to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, being privy to. But I, I had been kind of like moonlighting in design work while I was down there. And when I was visiting in Rhode Island, um, maybe like a year into living in Miami, um, my boyfriend who went to high school with Audrey and Sam of Nitro Bar, oh, Nitro cool. Park, mm-hmm. introduced me to them. And they were like, oh, we're like, we need a graphic designer, like need to like freshen up our brand. And I was like, well, like I kind of have like a green light to moonlight at my gig now. Like maybe we can figure something out, which we did. Um, so I kind of just allowed that job to snowball when I moved back. And then I don't know why I thought it was okay to just decide to do my own thing. And in hindsight, it was silly. Like I just (laughs) was like, sure, I will set up a business in my home office. Um, But truly it's just, you know, design is like what I think about all day, every day. I can't imagine not doing it. And it was the first opportunity the world kind of had presented to me to be able to like make my own decisions when it came um, to providing design deliverables for clients. So I was like, listen, if you fall on your face, this ends up being a great lesson. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of value in failure. That's one thing I learned in my old job. Um, Mm. And I just, I don't know, I, it just kind of went from there. So how long ago now was that? You said two years ago? Two years, yeah. Okay. And how perfect of a name, Shore Creative. (laughs) I know. It's so Mm -hmm. funny. Um, My, both my parents are sailors Uh and um, Mm. my dad had started a sailmaking business called Shore Sales. And like, I can't tell you how many people that like knew our family, like asked if we had changed our names. Yeah. Um, um, but no, it has got a really not romantic background. Um, I think our last name used to be like Skrzowski or Skrzowski, but we're all Polish and it was just changed to sound more American so that they, people could get jobs. I think, uh-huh. um, well, they picked the perfect, they really did they do a good yeah. job. Yeah. yeah I, uh-huh. I'm very pleased with it. Um, yeah, it's something that I, yeah, I don't. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, when That's I first saw one. your name on Instagram, I was like, oh, Jen Shore, Shore Creative. I wonder if she just calls herself Jen Shore. And I was like, oh, that's really her name. That's oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. I, yeah, I've trademarked it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Like a celebrity name changed your name yeah. to yeah. your brand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's cool to hear the background and kind of how you got here. And we're glad you took the risk because it looks like, you know, things are going really well. And, um, I mean, obviously from the outside, but you're just doing amazing work. And I think it's really cool to see what you're doing. So risks Thank can you. pay off. Yeah. Um, yes. I, scary, I do but. have a full new respect, um, for my previous boss. I think it's such a different, um, lens to like see a business as an employee and to see it as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I totally know now why he was like annoyed when I was just like texting or like not paying attention at work. <laughs> right. Um, that makes sense now. Yeah. Oops, sorry. I'm getting for sure. cool. oh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, for sure, I think, you know, that's the beauty of Instagram. It looks like uh, it's just this 
pile of unicorn and rainbows. Right. Um, but yeah, it is, I mean, it's 50% just like vigorous, intense passion. And it's the other 50% is just like the hard shit that nobody else wants to do that you yeah. totally do. Because <laughs> you've got to do it all, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you've got to do it all. And I think the hardest part, which I don't think it's touched on a part, is like, or touched on a lot, is um, like the weight of the responsibility. I think in design, especially if it's kind of just you operating and driving the design train, if that train crashes, that's also your fault. So. Good point. Yeah. It's all, <laughs> you're the only person you can turn to. You can't really blame anyone right. else. Yeah. The yeah. buck stops with me. And yeah. And, yeah. and, and obviously my clients are like putting a lot of responsibility in my hands and they're like mm-hmm. putting a lot of trust in me. So we take that super seriously. Of course. That's awesome. And how did you decide? Because I know like anytime my mom asks me what I want, like for a gift or something, I go to your website because there's like a pet (laughs) portrait I want or a sweatshirt (laughs) I want. (laughs) I'm just like obsessed with everything you're doing. And now you have candles, which I want every candle on my birthday's (laughs) next week. So I've already asked for those. um, So really you're like my gift guide packed in one. That is Um, amazing how did you kind of decide how you're, do you just kind of go with what you're feeling or what you think the market would want? How do you make those decisions of what to I mean, I think create? it definitely started as a way to like diversify our revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty hard to, I mean, again, like it is just me. I don't have like a sales department or like a marketing department. So we really just kind of have to rely on referrals from other clients and it's hard to kind of like look down the pipeline and think okay for the next six months this is what my workload looks like because a lot of times you just kind of have people pop in Mm -hmm. um so it was really important that i got um i'm already forgetting what this term is but like a when you have like a shop set up why can't i think of e-commerce or no um it's like something income and I can't think of it. It'll, it'll like pop up in my head later. Um, but essentially just having some kind of like extra little trickle, um, which was a, a lesson I had oh, learned supplemental from. Income. I don't think, no, not oh. supplemental. I mean, I'll, 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 <laughs> we're, we're struggling I'll, with yeah. the term here. I'm like, I got to figure it out too. I'm glad we're sec- all. Um, yeah. The second we hit cancel I know. on this, yeah. we're all going to be like, oh, damn for it. For sure. I'm going to be it. like Googling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, but I, the, Hoodspa Sisters, which are like this graphic design team out in California, put together this like immensely helpful book for like freelance designers that talks about um, Mm. different kind of ways to like whatever offset a slower month. And the biggest thing that they were plugging was this idea of um, just kind of like this monthly trickle in that might be happening. And the best way that they had set that up was like through a shop. They do like pins and prints and stuff like that. So Totally, it started like that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bet portraits were just a total accident. Um, uh-huh. I really just wanted one of my dog. Um, yeah. And then um, one of our clients, Jess Kirby, who's also super amazing, um, ended up posting the pieces of her dogs that she had commissioned. And she has like the cutest pupper family yes. ever and cat. Mm-hmm. Fuji um, and Hunter, right? And um, Nora, yes, no, I think Nora, I know them all Fuji from the social doggos. media. <laughs> yeah, and then Hunter's uh, the cat. Yeah. Um, and truly, I owe the popularity of those to her 100%. Um, yes. And then I kind of like reassessed <laughs> things earlier, like late, late last year and earlier this year. And I really wanted it to be 
designer creative focus. I wanted it to be things that were like tongue in cheek and that felt Mm -hmm. like they were like little like odds and things that I felt like, like designers have such a nerdy sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really wanted to like kind of pay homage to that and see how we could come up with things. So the candles was like, (laughs) it was like a harebrained idea I had one morning and I just was like, Oh, I love this. I'd like hit my notes in my iPhone. and was like, Mm-hmm. trying to come up with all these different descriptions so um they're just meant to be like cute little jokes for designers or anyone that wants to um appreciate them but it actually ended up turning into this really welcomed break from screen time and mm. like digital work um i hadn't made anything with my hands and like that felt so nice to do mm. um so yeah i mean now they're like selling pretty well and we're going to drop a new candle next week. So. <laughs> cool. Love a candle. And you're doing those like thick wicks, which I don't know. The oh my gosh. Proper They're name, but oh, I could watch you do that all day when you post on Instagram. <laughs> I was just like focusing on the candle making, but yeah, it's like, very cool that. Yeah. It's one of those oddly satisfying things to watch. Yeah, it really is. Sure. <laughs> I just love how you've really incorporated, you know, the, you have like lot of clients that you're working with to fulfill their visions, but you're also making your work accessible to like, you know, the general population for gifts or whatever have you. Um, and I think that's a cool, cool approach. Is it, it's not passive income, is it? Passive income. <laughs> that's it. Okay. You came to me too, but I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> okay. 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 No, okay. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> I literally, it was just going to be in the back of my mind the, for the yeah. rest of this interview. Yeah. Um, yes, now. passive income, which which okay. is I think really important for graphic designers to like learn about. And um, yes. there's like a million different ways you can do it. It can be educational. You can like set up videos. You can do whatever you want. But um, mm. I love, like I said, I love the idea of a shop. So cool. I love oh, it. That's yes. great. Awesome. I'm so and <laughs> passive income. We got it. Passive we got it. Done. Dusted. <laughs> um, so when you do, you know, aside from the passive income, when you're working yeah. with a client, <laughs> um, My what is job. that kind of? Yeah. What does that look like? Like, where do you start? Where do you end? I imagine each client is a little bit different, but what are you kind of looking for? And then where do you get your inspiration? I guess for what you put together. Yeah. So I mean. Um, I think this all starts with like, obviously like an initial conversation with a client. Um, We're super lucky. I think about probably like 80% of our business is referral based. And Mm -hmm. I think the other 20% is probably social media. Um, But one thing that I think is like really important for clients to know, and I feel like we try to help educate them about that a a little bit is like fit is like huge. Um, I'm just not the right designer for everyone. And I think that that's really important for people that are looking for branding to know um, because you want your brand designer to be really passionate and interested in what they're going to deliver to you. And if they're working outside of their comfort zone or if they're past their point of expertise or something doesn't feel like it's really like within the wheelhouse of their style, the work can really suffer. Um, and it's obviously important to keep those things, that relationship with your client intact and healthy. Um, fit is kind of like where we start. And then um, we can kind of like figure that out pretty quickly. Um, and then we really just kind of start this like hyper intensive research phase. Um, it's so important to me that 
through the branding in either small or large ways, like the narrative and the story of these companies and the owners of these businesses are um, kind of like represented in some way. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes that can be obvious and sometimes that can be like a really small thing that maybe only I and the business owner know about. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think that um, an, another component would definitely be listening. <laughs> That is a hugely undervalued uh, tool in the design world. Like you have all the power to um, just take it all in and and then kind of like help your client decide what's going to best serve them, um, how your tools can like help the problems that they need to solve, and then just kind of like act as a point of like education for them. Um, But really most of the process has a lot to do with listening, conversation, and then presentation. Um, (laughs) The current climate has been so kind of trying, I think. Um, A lot of designers, I think, set up models where they do kind of just like work remotely all the time, but I really value an in-person meeting. Um, When we set out like a a list of kind of like presentation deadlines for us, I kind of always note which presentations I prefer to kind of do in person. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, it's, it's so much to like be able to sit with the business owner, like in their space and like hear about them, talk about their business, like reference something that might be in the room or talk about a certain detail. Like it's just, it just, I feel like adds to the project so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so really we're just kind of like collaborating with our clients to make sure that they're kind of getting branding that feels like the best snug little fit for their business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, it's interesting what you said just initially about fit too, because I can imagine like you have a very specific aesthetic, it seems, um, even though each brand you work with is so different too. Um, So I can see how they would all be kind of like connected, but different. It's just interesting to me how you like come up with that and make those kind of like little shifts and stuff. So. um, Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think like the overarching, I feel like this word gets overused way too much, but I think, and, but our work gets described like this a lot, um, Mm -hmm. which is the word minimal. Um, Mm. And I think it's important to really understand like what's behind that word. Um, We just aren't a very, we don't have a very additive um, or maximalist approach to design, but I really think what we're trying to do is like offer branding and logo type and a visual identity that is really just like the, the most important components, like the essence of what a business needs to be. And, and I, if that ends up being described as minimal later on, cool, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I think that like one thing that's kind of funny as my business has grown is like, and, and this is important for clients too. I would, I would say that like only 70% of the work that we produce is like what I would kind of consider my aesthetic. Um, I happen to be like Mm. a lot more reserved in my own life and my own personal work with like color and stuff like that. (laughs) Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm laughing because everyone makes fun. There's like literally no color in my house at all. Um, (laughs) I'm very much the same. I like a white and gray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's an important like piece for us to educate our clients on too. Like Mm -hmm. it's not always the case that a client's personal aesthetic ends up being appropriate for their brand. Mm. Um, I think the kind of like less sexy part of branding is that you're targeting an audience. You have to 
create a brand presence that's going to attract the people that are going to be spending money at that business. And sometimes that's not just, you know, exactly the persona of the business owner. Sometimes it's, it's like a smidge of a shift and that little shift is super important. Mm. That's such a good point. I, is it hard for people? Like, I feel like that would be hard for me personally to Mm -hmm. create a brand that I felt so tied to and like kind of switch it to make, to appeal the market, which makes total sense. And I would want to make that move, but is it hard for people to sometimes veer from what they're like intuitive? Yeah. Detach, I guess, from what their style is or what they feel. Yeah. I think it depends. Right. It depends on what the business is. Um, I mean like for yourself, like let's say you were starting like a lifestyle brand. Um, you really wouldn't have to make too big of a jump from your personal aesthetic. I don't think it would like it would kind of move away from the honesty of the, of the business. Mm. Um, but you know, like in some cases, like, like restaurants are probably a good example. Like sometimes the personal aesthetic of the owner isn't the perfect alignment for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, to date, I've never had any huge issues. I've never had someone be like, Oh, I really, I really need these to be the colors. Um, I truly love all of our clients. They're, they're always super receptive and, um, are willing to kind of like listen to like any reasoning behind like a color palette pitch that we put together for them. So I think it's like brand specific. And I mean, I think it's like, case. there's, we've never had a situation where it's kind of like a upside down mm-hmm. personal aesthetic, brand aesthetic sure. vibe. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting to think about. And I mean, I love everything we've seen and know, you know, some of the clients that you've worked with and everything you've created for them aesthetically, like obsessed with stuff. So. <laughs> Thank um, you. I, I get why people don't, don't give much pushback because who would <laughs> when it looks like that? Um, but something we've also been like super inspired by that you've done given the current climate we're in is just your community outreach and what you've decided to do to support local businesses. So would you mind speaking to that a little bit and and going into kind of what you decided to do and how you've helped several local businesses in our area? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think this goes back to that. Like, I don't, I keep saying like the Friday, but I just remember it distinctly being like, it was, like, yeah. it, was it was the <laughs> Friday. Yeah. It was, yeah, um, it was Friday the 13th. Friday. It oh, was that's right. I remember. Yeah. 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 How creepy. Um, mm-hmm. but I just, I think again, I think because you, when you own a business, you have that lens of a business owner. I just immediately became so empathetic to think that someone was telling me that I was going to have to close the doors of my business and not be able to collect any revenue and would be forced to have hard conversations with my employees that I probably never would have wanted to have. And so I just kept putting myself in some of those business owners shoes. And we do have a lot of clients that were specifically hit, you know, like restaurants and salons and like retail fronts. And I do think that graphic design is really important. I think that art is important. Design is important. Um, It's really in a lot of the fundamental aspects of our life. And so I just cleared my schedule on Monday um, and just started creating these really super simple line drawings of like all the clients that we currently had um, that we work with regularly um, that had to close their doors or were forced to make some really hard decisions. And then just 
had all the media and capability to like create prints. And so was able to get those up on the, on our design shop really quickly. And so um, the sales of those all go to the respective business. Um, and we're, we're putting a hundred percent of the proceeds towards them. So like we're covering all the costs for paper and printing and shipping and all that stuff. Um, and I'm currently in the midst of like trying to figure out what is the easiest way to send these businesses the money. Um, yeah. because I don't think it's realistic to just be like firing off checks via UPS, mm-hmm. USPS right now. Um, <laughs> but it was like really endearing to see some of the feedback that we were getting. Um, obviously I can see who's purchasing these prints and a lot of it was like people I know that don't live here, but had been to the restaurants Mm, or, um, you know, had like shopped at the stores and I don't know, it just felt so nice. And it really made me feel like super proud to be from Rhode Island and be part of this like little neighborhood state, I guess, um, that was willing to kind of like show up, um, and be helpful or give, um, something of their own to a business that might be needing it more. Um, so yeah, from there we kind of created, I did, uh, a quick little setup of some downloadable, um, like black and white coloring sets of all the storefronts for kids. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of moms that are like pulling their hair out right now <laughs> yeah. need their kids to be doing something. Those are at a lower price point. Um, and then we ended up doing, and these are for free. Anyone can go to our website and download these. Oh, that's awesome. Um, the, um, like a, a travel and activity log. So I think one of the things that's like really crucial right now that it sounds like, um, is really helpful for contact tracing is kind of when you go, if you go to get tested, if you have to, um, get tested for COVID that you have this piece of paper and you've been diligently tracking where you've been going. So you're just making things a lot easier for those contact tracers and those nurses that have to kind of like figure out where this all came from. Mm. that's so cool that that's what you're doing and it just like in terms of just dropping your schedule like you said I feel like so many people when that happened we looked like at ourselves to be like our our worlds are changing and you immediately had to focus on Mm -hmm. everyone around you and I think that speaks volumes to the the person you are as well thank you I mean in some weird selfish way truly I just I just couldn't I hate the feeling of being helpless right. and just wanted to feel like I was doing something. Um, and if it made a baby difference, cool. Mm-hmm. If it didn't, then whatever. I just then at least you tried, right? Yes, yeah. I yeah. tried. Um, but I, I'm happy to say that um, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be able to send some healthy funds to some business. Good. That's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So I take it that your business has been – okay, during COVID, I know you said that you haven't really been able to do quite as the same. Yeah. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, fortunately we have been kind of rolling along. I think that any graphic designer may or may not kind of resonate with this, but like we're kind of built for Mm -hmm. quarantine atmosphere. I think a lot of us work from home anyway. Um, really if we have a laptop, we're kind of good to go. Um, we, I think we only had one client that had to like push pause. We were super flexible. Um, Mm. I made it known to any clients that we're working with that if they wanted to push pause for financial reasons, that was totally cool. But, um, Mm. 
we didn't have a lot of people at all that elected to do that. Um, I think that's also just kind of the nature of some of our businesses. Some of them like already have had this funding mm-hmm. sitting there mm-hmm. for like new businesses specifically. Um, but we've also been able to like actually help some of those restaurants in other ways um, because they've had to pivot and mm-hmm. think about how to change their revenue stream. So like for Nitro Bar, we were able to help them with some note cards and um, belly bands for their coffee bags. Um, mm. We just sent out some um, labels for Square Peg. They're going to be selling some of their like original sauce recipes. Um, so we're so able cool. to like, be helpful in other ways and mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, not let people feel like they're kind of like stuck in this world. Right. And I'm, I'm, appreciative that Gina is encouraging everyone to be creative, but sometimes you got to outsource that creativity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're so overwhelmed as a business owner too, like you can't even, you know, yeah. you're just trying to stay afloat. So it's helpful to have another set of eyes or someone to help sure. with that, that branding and ideology. And I, I've been so impressed just seeing how brands have pivoted, you know, in Rhode Island specifically to really adapt to this time. So we're able to get, you know, local products still and, and go to the businesses or, you know, you know, nitro, you can do yeah. pickup or, you know, just people are formatting online. And I think it's, of course, we would all love to be there in person. Um, mm-hmm. but it's really impressive how everyone's kind of adapted. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of teamwork I mean, in that as well. It is a lot obviously. of teamwork. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. And it's a really good time to be exercising patience because I think a lot of these businesses are doing <laughs> all this stuff for the first time. So it's important to like be patient with them as they're trying to figure Definitely. this stuff out. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. A great message. <laughs> a good lesson for everyone in general. For sure. Yeah. Patient. Not, yeah. <laughs> not enough patience yeah. in the world. No. No. Um, so I want to ask a little bit more about like the business side of things and how you, um, created this business. Was there kind of a point where you were like, I know it kind of happened organically. Like you were saying, you started getting clients. Um, was there a point where you were like, all right, I'm legit. I've got like, I've made it. (laughs) I've got this business, got it together. Um, or was it kind of like a gradual process? Um, what does that feel like being a business owner? I, I do feel like it was like this, this like incremental stepping stone. Um, and I, and I think at the beginning I had all these like big wild dreams mm-hmm. and then like, I feel bad saying this, but sometimes I would like hit these milestones and then like look back two months later and be like, Oh, that's totally something I really wanted to be able to check off like a year ago. And I didn't mm-hmm. even celebrate that weird little moment of like, Oh, uh-huh. I, you know, I, I don't know, got a client that was an architecture firm or I moved into yeah. my own office or like stupid things like that, uh-huh. that, um, I think sometimes I just like in the moment, take those things for granted. And then I look back, I'm like, Oh shit, I did that. Yeah. Nice yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, truly it, it just felt incremental. I think for me, I think I spent about a month like getting like generation one of our website up. And that made me feel pretty official because I think shortly after that is when I kind of like filed for my LLC and got my EIN and all that stuff. Um, but I also think the hardest part for me was, and I, I think it clicked fairly quickly, but this moment where I was like, wow, these people are like 
really trusting in what I'm offering yeah. and they're taking my design advice, um, which sounds silly because I do feel like I have such, I mean, I do have like a pretty extensive experience in like design and, mm-hmm. and should have given myself a little more <laughs> credit, credit than I did. Yeah. Um, I get that though. It's like, oh, it's working. (laughs) Right, right. right. And you're on your own, like before you had been, you know, a part of something else and like, this is all your own thing. Yeah. Right. And and I think that it's, it's funny because like very shortly after having that realization where I was like, oh, this is working was don't be so surprised that this is working. Like you Mm, take yourself seriously (laughs) and just, Uh um, but yeah, I think, um, we just, I, and I, I really do think if I wasn't as sort of like investigative or um, I don't know, like comprehensive in my kind of like search and understanding and and like education, it's really important for me to like learn how to do something the right way the first time Mm -hmm. um, and really try to like cover all my bases. I feel like I, I really do kind of like pride myself on like our organization and like the way we work with clients um, and like kind of our timeline setting. It's like, it was important for me to kind of like check all those boxes off mm-hmm. when starting the business. So I think when I say it was like incremental, I, I felt like I was like kind of gaining a little more traction and being able to like check some more of those boxes off. Um, but yeah, I do feel like it kind of was just like a, an organic growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but one that like came with, a lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, sure. And I think, it, you know, there's a great nugget in there just to celebrate the little wins, right? I love that. Yeah. You can get yeah. so caught up in like next step, like especially as a business oh, yeah. owner, I'm sure it's like, all right, got to like move forward, do the next thing, like grow, grow, grow. It's like, whoa, looking back, like you said, look at everything I've already done. So definitely something you yeah. should be proud of. Yeah, it's it's important to check in like that because I do feel like it doesn't happen enough, and I and I do feel like it's kind of more of a issue with women, the female business owners. I think we're mm-hmm. we're yeah. very. I'm not speaking on behalf of all women here, but I do mm-hmm. think like we like to look ahead and think about mm-hmm. growth and think about longevity, and so it is important to just like pause for a second and, and appreciate what you've done already and. Um, what you've accomplished and whatever weird little goals you wanted to achieve that you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be a next goal, right? It's never like, it's not like there's a big problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, did it. We're done now. (laughs) Don't really think there's the top of the business owner mountain. (laughs) No, there definitely is not, I guess. No, never. Um, But I feel like it's interesting you bring up that parallel with women because I've been someone that does the same thing my whole life. I don't celebrate. And I hit like a point at one point in my life that I was so overwhelmed and I was like, I need to look back and actually appreciate what I've done and what I've kind of put myself through to get to these next phases of life. But I think Mm -hmm. sometimes too, you're just, I think people that are operating with a lot of entrepreneurial spirit or just want to be continuing to push the needle. They're just, their eyes immediately wrap something up. You're on to the next thing because that is success almost. Mm-hmm. 
And it's really important to slow it down and just be like, holy shit, I did that. It's badass. Yeah, a thousand percent. Very it's, cool. Yeah. Let's have drinks and celebrate or yes. whatever Otherwise, it is. what are you doing for? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you've got to celebrate. That's the thing. And you get overwhelmed at a certain point of being like, when will I be happy with the success that I'm creating? Um, so <laughs> and <what laughs> you got to enjoy it in the moment. Anyway, right? Yeah, truly. It's, it's definitely Honestly, a different definition a for different right all now. people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm putting clothes on these days, that's successful yes this is a small win Uh for sure made the bed that's a success I don't know oh god and I feel that um yeah I think this has all been so amazing one question I really wanted to ask you is what you your goal is when others see your work what's the most important thing you want them to know about you um or your work like what's your message your mission uh, what are you trying to achieve? Oh, that's a question. Um, I I would really love for there to be like a lot of honesty in our work. I think mm. that I really just want the integrity of the businesses that we work with to shine through. Um, I, I really do have like so much love for all the clients that choose to work for us. And so I really just want, it sounds really simple, but a great project is really just one where the client and the designer are both happy. Um, mm that's like a lot harder (laughs) to achieve. And I, and I really do feel like we do that um, with almost all of our projects. And so, yeah, I guess, I don't know what else to say, except that I think, I hope it's just an honest representation of what our client was looking for and like the experience that we can apply to the project. And I don't know. I, I, I just, um, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, if no, like, that's a good answer. If no other two people like it. I'm mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> yeah. I love the honesty thing too, because I think that's a huge part to have integrity behind mm-hmm. what you're doing. Um, yeah. And, I and think, what you're creating. I, I think that that's one thing too, is like what I like to think that kind of like is a unique aspect of what we offer is because of all the experience that I had working in design and with other designers, um, I was able to kind of know what was sort of like industry standard for a deliverable, but I was also kind of able to look at it and see, well, hey, like what maybe isn't really working well? How can this mm-hmm. kind of be um, turned on its head in a way that I feel like better serves like perhaps a small business, like corporate identity is not for small business. Um, and so I think a lot of the deliverables for visual identities in particular, like just better serve um, larger entities. And I, and so the work that we create and the documents that we deliver and the, and the assets that we deliver are really just a culmination of me trying to assess what was available and like what really should be more of a fit for clients and, and make Mm -hmm. sure that it's something that is unique and that hopefully they're not able to get anywhere else. A hundred percent. Absolutely. No, well said. Um, so what can we expect to see from you in the future? I know things are kind of uncertain right now. <laughs> what so, is the future? Um, even if yeah. that just means tomorrow. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so far you can see um, an uptick in tequila drinks. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll join you in that one. Yeah. Um, no, but I think I'm, I'm really trying to focus on working in kind of more of like a, macro um 
excuse me, yeah, a macro sense. Um, I want to kind of be a little more hyper-focused on some of the stuff that we work on as like an office. And so I am currently, <laughs> we created a custom font for uh, the Wayfinder Hotel project that we worked mm -hmm. on. Um, we took the custom logo type that we delivered for them and turned it into an actual font that you can use. Cool. Um, and so I really would love to get more um, intensely like acquainted with typography and mm. like font creation um, and also printing. I'm like crazy fascinated by all things like print press and letterpress. And mm. um, yeah, I would definitely love to have a, cumbersome printing machine mm -hmm. stuck in my basement cool. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. fun. Yeah. So cool. Well, we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that and <laughs> more Don't candle scents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, whenever, whenever we all get around to it, is it like honestly what it's going to have to be? Cause that's yeah, what the future I think is. That that's kind of the theme now. I mean, I think yeah. that um, it's, it's been kind of an agreeable pace lately because yeah. I do think that um there's a lot for everyone to kind of digest these days mm -hmm. and so I do feel like things are moving at a more kind of like thoughtful and aware pace I guess and mm -hmm. so I think that's that's been one welcomed aspect um over the last couple of months mm -hmm. totally <laughs> Well, this has been so awesome. Yeah. We can't wait to like hang out with you live. We were I know. I can't wait to meet you guys <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Us too. Um, we have one last little section here, which is the rapid fire. If you're game for rapid yeah. fire questions, ready. ready to throw these out <laughs> at you. All right. So these are just quick little ones. But who is one woman that has inspired you? Mm. Oh, um, kind of obscure, but. Ida Lewis, she's like a lighthouse keeper. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, that sounds weird, but I named my dog after her, <clears throat> which oh, in hindsight is probably not the most respectful thing to do for a female idol. But um, yeah, she was super dope. She was this lighthouse keeper um, that like literally saved a ton of people's lives. I think she saved her mm. first, um, like, I don't know, capsized. I would say damsel, but I'm sure it was a dude when she was like 12. <laughs> she was just a total. Oh my gosh. Ass, so, that and she's so cool. Face in her island. So love that. I represent. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, <laughs> um, I am like a big real housewives binger. <laughs> yes. Um, for sure. And I feel like anyone that meets me is like always really surprised by that but mm -hmm. I think there's just something to be said for like I just I don't know I find some gross comfort in their nonsensical arguing <laughs> exactly stupid things but I just I just love them so dearly so you can just like I shut your that. brain right off right it's like oh my god totally yeah and it's just and it, I don't it know. makes it even better when it's unexpected I personally think like I wouldn't expect that out of you but it makes it better because yeah. like I, I I totally yeah. relate for the same reason, I try to hide but... it well but I just yeah yeah <laughs> I, I just can't get enough of those gals. <laughs> I hear you for sure. Um, one goal you're working on currently. Um, I've been trying to actively set more time aside for like personal projects. I think the shop is kind of uh, a direct offshoot of that, but um, believe it or not, as a business owner, you don't get to just design whatever you want all day. You really do have to like um, 
you know, adhere to the scope of the project. So I'm trying to be more proactive about setting real time aside to work on personal design projects. That's awesome. Cool. Um, what color are you and why? Mm, beige. I am the beigeiest <laughs> beige person. Um, it's just got everything I need. I don't Yeah. Know. Like I just, it's in your beige sweater, beige oh, yeah. shirt, beige, beige sweater, earrings, like, beige glasses. I hear that so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's here to stay. Like it's timeless. It's, I'm, yeah, I'm just beige. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. I love that. We've never had a beige before. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm jealous of your wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For a beige love, beige lover, it is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Neutrals just... are the way to go. I yeah, recently are, like, yeah, I like took my whole wardrobe apart a few months ago and like only kept neutrals, which I don't no, know. It's, it's I like mean, what I, I want to wear now. So important. And I think it's funny. I mean, I think it's easy to like transition from like color to wardrobe, but Anytime I think I'm going to be like adventurous and I spend money on something that is like a pop of color, it just sits in my closet with the tags yeah. on. I never have anywhere totally. to wear it. And yeah. I just think, okay, well, I've learned my lesson again. <laughs> yeah. Right? Good point. It is. I'm like reflecting now. I'm like looking at my closet. Like, how do I do that? I know. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, um, you. <laughs> We're fighting for this one. Yeah, I gotta know. Um, what's your favorite thing about yourself? Mm. I would say that I think my curiosity. Um, Love that. I just, I, I'm still like, I know this is going to sound so mundane, but I'm still shocked that we can just get answers to questions at lightning speed at any time. I think Mm -hmm. it's super undervalued. Um, Yeah, I just love being able to have a question or a problem and be able to like find the answer or be interested in someone or something and research it. Um, And I'm, I hope that's something that I don't ever lose track of. (laughs) I love that. That's another unique one. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Well, it. this has been amazing. I'm so happy. Thank we did you very this. Yeah. so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank this you, like, Jen. Yes. Oh this gosh. was like the social okay. Friday that I needed. Absolutely. And like we said, we'll definitely be doing this in person too. Once. Yes. I would really allowed. love that. Yeah. hundred yes. percent. Um, so thank you again so much. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, you can find us fempirepod.com, fempirepod on Instagram and Twitter, and email us at fempirepod at gmail.com. And I skipped ahead and meant to tell you, go ahead and plug your social channels. Oh. Um, yes. Where can people find you? Um, so our website is shore-creative.com, mm-hmm. and we're on Instagram at shorecreative, and we also have a Pinterest account, um, but I Fun. think that's it for our social channels, so... Perfect. And we'll link Thanks. everything too, yep. to the post when we launch Great. the episode so people can find you. Yay. Thanks Go so check much. out all your awesomeness. And yes. yeah, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe everyone and have a great day.